0: Welcome to the Fallible Fems. I'm Mindy. And I'm Andrea. And this week, we're going to be talking about how terrible we are and how terrible women we are. And we just should just give up immediately. Just kidding. Amen. We're talking- <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Y'all have a great day.
1: We'll see you next time.
0: No, but with that theme, but obviously going the opposite direction, we're going to be talking about how we're hard on her- ourselves and how sometimes we Take things, not like take things serious or take things personally, but take things like super internally, like letting things dig in and eat at you and like feeling bad at yourself. We are our toughest critic. That's very true. So we're just going to be talking through that. Um, nothing, no crazy. Well, I don't know. I might think of a crazy story as we get into it, but just, just our, just in general, how hard we are on ourselves and how we should give ourselves a break a little bit, I think. Uh, But anyways, so before we hop into that, we got a little feedback on our productivity episode last week. And I'll let you go ahead and.
1: Yeah. So um, one person actually messaged me and said that their team has started doing something called Take Back My Friday, which I thought that was pretty interesting. But basically is where they decline all meetings on Fridays. unless it's like absolutely unavoidable. But it's a way for them to catch up like on just admin stuff like little, little things that might add up throughout the week that you just don't have time to to do. It's a good time to do that. And then also since it's Friday, maybe they can jet out earlier. So, um, but yeah, so and she said that they've really been enjoying that. So that might be something you might could implement in your own work life, seeing if that's something y'all might could do to where you just don't take meetings on Fridays. So you have a little bit more time to get
0: some of the little tasks done. So Or start with like one Friday a month and then go to two Fridays a month and so on. Yeah. So I wanted to comment. I wanted to talk about an app that I found. It is, it's kind of productivity, but it's really just like helping you keep track of your habits. I did talk about this last week. I don't even know if I did talk about this, but I did... I think when we were talking about like our updates and things of like what habits we're starting this year, how I, you know, started with like reading 10 pages of nonfiction, drinking water, starting, uh, exercising for 10 minutes. So I bought a book. Basically it's just, it's just a notebook that has the days of the week. Like, so Monday through Sunday, and it's not, there's not a calendar or anything. And you can just set up the date however you want to. It's not date specific. And it has basically six little dots, that you can write in and you can use as a checklist. And that's how I've been kind of keeping track of my habits. But also I found something that uh, shows me how many days I've been doing something in a row, like consecutively, like the daily habits. And it's called Days Since. Now, I think the purpose of this app is kind of to track like Days Since uh, quit junk food, days since I started exercising, you know, days since I became sober, like those, it's kind of those ty- it was in that category of app tracking, but I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. days, but obviously it'll still work days since I started reading 10 pages daily days since. I- yeah. So, and then I'm like, hey, cool. I'm, and you can actually see how many days you've done something and it's kind of cool. So that's I just wanted to share those it's little. It's always a nice little boost in your
1: morale to be like, oh, I've done this for ten days. I had no idea to go back and look, you know, to see how how far you've come along too. Yeah. So.
0: And there's something about days that I don't know why, but I, I like it, especially with it when it's within a year, because you think of two months, which is a lot a lot of time, which is a lot of time and great if you've been doing something every day for two months but like two like the number two doesn't sound as like significant as 60 days you're like ooh, 60 days that is true
1: no that is true because it's like two months you're like two uh, two months that doesn't, yeah. for 60 days, like, wow, that's that's a lot. You've really, really worked hard to, to get where you're going. Yeah. Can I just say, it's crazy that we're already in February.
0: Mm-hmm, it is crazy.
1: Like, 2022 is going so fast, so. Yeah, it really is. Anyway, so we kind of want to share our own experiences and different situations we've been in that we've been hard on ourselves to where maybe we should have given ourselves more grace because we know we're not the only one that's done this. So... For me, it's a lot of like social, social situations to where I'm like, oh, that was so dumb. I can't believe I just said that. Or why did I have to say that? That person has, does, does not care to hear this. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I work in retail a lot. Many, many situations. Like I really wish I would have handled that transaction differently or that customer differently. I actually had somebody message us too that said one reason, way she's hard on herself is if she happens to give her customer too much cash back. She's new to a retail job. And so it's kind of new to her and mistakes happen, right? Everybody makes mistakes. Sometimes it's better to to give yourself grace in those situations instead of being hard on yourself, because for me, it's like to to learn from your experiences. Mm-hmm. It's better to kind of sit down and sit with what happened in ways you can do it differently in the next time instead of just being oh that was so dumb. Because yeah. for me, like that's the language I tell I talk to myself, and I should not use those words to myself. Right. You know, let alone to other people. But to me, like I am the one person I have, like that's on my team, that's with me all the time. And I treat myself like dirt sometimes with the way I uh, will call myself out on certain things.
0: Uh, So you saying that made me think of I'm still reading the Brene Brown Daring to Lead and she talks about and I don't remember because I've been just like reading and I don't remember where it is in the book but she's talking about when she makes a mistake and thinks about her making a mistake or messing something up and she's so hard on herself but you know it's like well what if one of your what what if one of your team members or someone did that how would you how would you handle that well I would say hey this I think it was Brene Brown I'm like now I'm gonna have to go back and find no, this. it it is there.
1: it is because did, I remember reading this too
0: okay I was like I can't remember which chapter it was and you know I'll probably end up rereading the book um it talks about but that's what she says is like say it's like let's hey let's say someone came up to you and said I made this mistake and I don't know what to do. Okay, okay, well, let's learn from this mistake. But the point is that we're so hard on ourselves. And and who, I'm sure there are people out there that are not as hard on themselves. But I don't know if it's just like some sort of weird uh, defense mechanism or just... I see that, yeah. Maybe like if we're hard on ourselves, then anything that we... Or sorry, not anything that is said to us or if someone criticizes us is not as bad as how we treat ourselves. We no, should, that makes sense. Which is terrible. And we recognize that it's terrible, but yet, you know, that's what we do. Yeah, but that's like our,
1: it it is, it's like a defense mechanism because you know that you might get called out about this thing that you did Mm -hmm. and you're going to be defensive. And so you're like automatically just like, oh, I cannot believe I did that. Why did I let myself do that? And then you start to call yourself names and you're like, oh, you really, really um, dig deep into yourself about what you did because you know that Feedback might be coming from someone else that you may not want to hear, like the, you know, criticism is coming. And so we have that automatic response to just do it ourselves first before somebody else does. But it's like, I don't know, like if we get it from, I mean, I know. For me, I watched my mom would do it. My mom would do it to herself to where she would like do something and she'd be like, Oh, you're so you're such an idiot, or you're so dumb, just talking to herself. And I would tell her when I would hear, like, no, you're not, like, stop calling yourself that. No, you're not. And she's like, Well, like like maybe it's dropping like something and um or something like that. She would just automatically call herself out. I'm like, No, you're not, like, stop. Like, I see that and I automatically be like, Don't say something, don't talk to yourself like that. But then again, I try around and I talk to myself like that too. So I can't say anything. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's like a learned behavior that we see our own, you know, family doing that. And so we do it ourselves, but it's a we, learned behavior. We saw our, you know, parents treating their se- themselves with kindness and grace, then maybe we would do the same, but instead we just hop back on and we're like, oh, you know, can't believe we did that.
0: It's definitely one of those things that it's just gets passed on and it's just comes from a long line of, I don't know, it, it's some sort of, I don't know, human instinct or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know, I mean, she does, well, this is not to talk about Brene Brown's book and this is not research I'm physically seeing, but she talks about shame like versus guilt. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten to that part yet? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think it's it's really I don't know it's just I didn't, I guess I've never really thought of it in that way like shame is um, more like against yourself like shame is like a personal thing versus guilt is like you made a mistake oh no hold on let me let me let me sorry that that's not what she said she said feeling guilty is um, I did something dumb or something like that I made a mistake and then feeling shame is I am dumb yeah. I am yeah dumb. so yes. Anyway, yes. Sorry. I was like, hold on, let me try, let me try <laughs> that again. And I'm not gonna probably didn't even say that perfectly, but so one of the things I can't think of a specific story just because oh, I there's just, so many. Well there there are so many and And the reason why I'm glad I really can't think of a perfect story or perfect story, a specific story is because I try to move on from it, but I I can't think of something specific, but I know the feeling that I felt. So maybe an example is if maybe I pronounced something wrong, not pronounced something wrong, but I got someone's name wrong, or someone says, hey, this person is not happy. Like if it's it's like some sort of like critique or you know, feedback Mm -hmm. or correction, and I take it and I Take this, you know, just correction of like, hey, this is actually not right or you did this wrong and turn everything around and internalize it and feel this heaviness inside of me. Like I get physically ill almost and then I stress out and then I start to get not great sleep. I can't let things go because I am just obsessing over this mistake that I made that I should have known better or like how does that person see me now? And it's all like internalized. And I wish I could just, I don't want someone to feel this feeling, but I I wish I could explain to it, but it's just, it's like this anxiety and this pain that like I feel and it doesn't happen very often, but it probably happens a couple of times, you know, a year. And I think I've gotten, I think I've gotten better about letting stuff go, but I will dwell and dwell and dwell and work things out in my head and figure out what I should have done better. And I almost will rewrite the entire event that has happened in my head. And sometimes I can kind of move past it. And sometimes I have to just let it run its course until it just starts to kind of trickle down. I mean, there was a time, I mean, I guess the, one of the more specific times is, you know, years ago when I like one of my past jobs that you know i almost said i had a talking to you know like you get re- maybe it was actually honestly probably something like in retail when there was something that was like a hundred dollar bill or something that was gone missing mm-hmm. or something like that oh yeah and retraced and retraced you know something like that happened and you start thinking am i gonna get fired and you just think of all the things like i should have done this i should i what are they gonna think of me you know and it's just and you can't just snap out of it 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 would be so much easier if you know someone's like oh just don't feel that way anymore okay cool thanks I never thought about that but it's not as easy as just doing that and you know and sometimes it gets better with age sometimes it gets worth worse with age sometimes maybe you need to seek some outside help like talk to someone like a professional to work you through like why you feel that way why it's so hard for you to let it go And just ways to help let it go. But anyways, so I don't know. That's just one of the things that I think about.
1: No, I mean, I get where you're coming from, especially whenever you're kind of talking about the guilt and shame, Mm -hmm. how you were just describing how you feel. You know, whenever we did something wrong, we shouldn't feel shameful because it wasn't like, I don't know, how to, how to word this, but like, it's just like one action that we did. It's not like our whole thing doesn't make up our whole entire body that we did something. So we shouldn't feel shameful. Like I am, you know, like I did something wrong. I can't believe I did that. No, it was just like one small action that I did. So it's like more guilt than shame. And so whenever somebody calls us out to where we're like, we did something wrong, we start to feel shameful instead sort of just guilty whenever right. it, it's something to where maybe we should just feel guilty and not shameful mm-hmm. because we kind of bring it into where we're like, I am like, I didn't count right. And I didn't, um, I gave the customer back too much money. Yeah. I, 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 I can't count. I, I'm not a good cashier. Um, everybody's going to think I'm not a good cashier because I did this, mm-hmm. but instead it's just like this one small action that you just did something wrong and it's not going to, doesn't need to take up your entire um, emotions or mind and dwell on it for a week forever and think like that manager is going to constantly call you out and think that you're not a good employee because you did this, but it's just one small action. Now, granted. Yes. If it happens multiple times, it can lead up to where it becomes something major, but a one-time thing you're learning. And if, you know, you are fortunate to have a boss that Understands that you need to be taught to in teachable lessons, then they should be like, it's okay. You know, we understand this is new for you. It's going to take time. It is what it is. Like, it's okay. It's not yep. the end of the world. And that's the thing too. Like, but like I like I've said before, I work in retail, but I work like in work with a lot of designers. And for me, like a lot of it, I'm like, okay. Is it really the end of the world if this project isn't done in two weeks when we're already rushing as it is and it's going to take three, maybe four weeks? No, it is not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. So yes, we can't be hard on ourselves because of one small thing, but in the grand scheme of things and your grand scheme of life, it is so minor. This one little thing, like I'm a little awkward in certain social situations, Yeah. You know, I'm an introvert. Also, I'm an extrovert as well in some things, but I'm more introverted than not. And so I will sit there and dwell on a conversation that I had like why did I say that? Where the person you had the conversation with is not even focused whatsoever, I has no care. idea yeah. that you, that you're still thinking about it. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. This is, you're still, wait, I'm confused. You know? So it's just like, oh, <laughs> figure, yeah. It's just figuring out like ways to like take a, you know, a step back and and refocus,
0: regroup and be like, okay, it's not the end of the world.
1: It's not your identity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The world's still spinning and it's still continuing
0: on. So I know I said I wasn't going to do any like research, but I do go for it. Want to go. I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab. (laughs) Brene's book because I want to read what but she talks I, I about. I was wanting you to go get it anyway. Okay, I'm going to go get it because I know exactly where what I want to read. I just got to find it. Okay, so through the magic of editing, it took me only like five seconds to find this book and find the, where the page is. Sure did. <laughs> okay, so I was like, I have to read this because this is like fresh in my head too. I'm not going to read this whole thing but it's, I'll, we'll put this, I'll put this book in the show notes but it's from her it's called Dare Dare to Lead and it's in the it's in section 4 about shame like talking about shame and it's on page 128 is where it starts this is what I'm gonna be talking about so she's talking about shame research and she talks about shame guilt humiliation and embarrassment so just a little I'm just gonna kind of hit some spots so uh major uh the majority of shame research and clinicians agree that the difference between shame and guilt is best understand as the difference between I am bad and I did something bad guilt is I did something bad shame is I am bad uh, she talks about some of the stuff in the previous section so she's gonna she breaks down Kind of like shame, humiliation, embarrassment, and guilt. So shame is not a compass for moral behavior. It's more. It's much more like to likely to drive destructive, hurtful, immoral, and self-aggrandizing behavior than it is to heal it. Why? Because where shame exists, empathy is almost always absent. While shame is highly correlated with like addiction, violence, aggression, depression, eating disorders, and bullying, guilt is negatively correlated with these outcomes. Empathy and value lies live within. Sorry, empathy and values live in the contours of guilt which is why it's a powerful and socially adaptive emotion when we apologize for something we've done make amends or change our behavior that doesn't align with our values guilt not shame is most often the drive force so i thought that was kind of interesting and then she goes into humiliation which is another word people confuse for shame so she's really kind of talking about the differences we kind of start to we use these words humiliate embarrass guilt shame kind of like interchangeably but they're all very different Uh, She says, uh, she actually quotes uh, Donald Klein uh, and he says people believe they deserve their shame they do not believe they deserve their humiliation so I was like oh you know um, and then like with embarrassment uh, embarrassment is normally fleeting and can cause I'm oh, sorry embarrassment is normally fleeting and can usually eventually be funny it's by far the least serious and detrimental of these emotions the hallmark of embarrassment is that when we do something embarrassing we don't feel alone we know other folks have done the same thing like a blush yes and the feeling will pass rather than define us so I thought it was interesting that she just broke those down and I think that kind of fits with what we're talking about and this has a lot to do with you know leadership and things like that but it's very applicable I think to just life in general and uh, it was just an interesting point of view and I think that's something that we do as women as people is that we dig into that shame instead of being like is that something that's shameful or is just that hey I'm guilty because I did this or I'm embarrassed or maybe even humiliated but there's a little bit more of a bounce back than really just taking that feeling and internalizing it. Right. Maybe it's
1: more embarrassment. Right. than shame. We need to realize that we're not the only people that are messing up. We're not the only people who are, you know, there's other people out there. So we should feel, I don't know, should we even feel embarrassed? I feel like we should just
0: own it and be like, yeah, I messed up. I'm sorry. Let's move on. The thing is, is that I was just having a conversation about this. Um, I'm not going to tell the story because it's a private story, but basically I was saying to someone, a friend that was like, when someone tells you something that you have no idea what they're about to tell you and you have a reaction to it, a feeling, emotion, you're it's, you can't be faulted for the way that you feel something when you don't know what it is. Like, it's just an initial reaction. So embarrassment is kind of one of those things. It's, it's like a a initial reaction. It's something that happens Mm -hmm. immediately. Probably same, probably same thing with humiliation where I like how Brene and i Love Brene Brown so much. Um, I'm gonna I wanna read all of her books. Anyways, this is not a not a podcast about this loving is not Brene a Brene Brown podcast. <laughs> a, a Brene uh Brown uh fan fan podcast. Yes. Yes. Um, but I like how she does point out that shame doesn't contribute to growth. Like it's not, you know, talking about addiction and eating disorders, like depression, things like that. Shame is not what helps you become a better person or make better choices, you know, work on your actions that may have been detrimental to you or to someone else. That that's almost like an end game. Like when you start feeling mm-hmm. that shame, you can't step forward and start to make changes. It's the guilt like, oh, I did something wrong like recognizing that it was your actions and not you as a person or like that's just wrong so that is true okay so I got you know deep into Brene but (laughs) but she's got really good stuff so it's important she has a few books and we could just talk about a book if we ever decide that we don't have anything to talk about let's just talk about one of Brene Brown's books (laughs) yeah anyway so about it we just thought you know it'd be really great just to just comment not comment but broach the subject and reach out and maybe get to someone who you know maybe they're starting to maybe they have something you know like oh I, I, I did something and I feel bad about something or I don't know how to deal with this I'm I'm not good enough I'm not this enough and then just be like we need to just not let go no just just use it as like a,
1: a learning tool yeah take what you did evaluate, figure out what you could have done differently. And next time, just think about that, how it happened to you the first time. Let's don't get back and do the same thing again. Let's learn from it. So instead of like being hard on yourself and being mean to yourself, just use it as a teaching tool, learn, and then, you know, you can reassess next time. And then maybe you will have learned from it next time. You'll do it differently.
0: And it's not easy, but just recognizing it and realizing that, you know what, I shouldn't be so hard on myself. Doesn't mean it's going to change overnight. It just means that, you know, you're, you're aware. Aware of it. And, you know, I've said this before, man, I've said, I've said this before, but things like over like anxiety and stress and things like that, that are just going to happen naturally. But that dwelling feeling is just, can be so debilitating sometimes. And I, I can't tell you how many times like my sleep have been affected and my brain has been affected because I'll think about something in the middle of the night. And that's usually when it comes up in the middle of the night when it's like, okay, it's quiet time. And then your head just is like, wait a second. I want to bring up everything that has happened to you bad in the past two years. And we're going to talk about it. And you're like, no, I just want sleep. So like, <laughs> please, please stop, please. Anyways, but we are, I don't know where I was going with that, but I was just say we are <laughs> all common. You know, it happens to all of us.
1: Exactly. So- just just know that you are not alone. And I guarantee you there's a CEO of some major company out there who feels exactly like we do because they're like, I can't believe I just said that. So it's there. People make mistakes all the time. You're not alone. So just give yourself some grace with it. And if you feel like you need to get it off your chest, tell us, tell somebody if you want.
0: Because I mean, just you acknowledge it, you change, you say, I'm sorry, if that's what you need to do, whether it's to someone else or to yourself. Right. And then you just keep on going. All
1: right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We're going to wrap it up right now. Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. Just tell one person. That's all. We just want to grow our audience, reach a few more people, get a little bit more of a following. Um, we're on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter at TheFallibleFemmes, website thefalliblefims.com, and our email is hello at TheFallibleFemmes. See y'all later, guys.